and welcome back to Scav Talk, everyone. Today's episode, we're going to be discussing a recent announcement for BSG's upcoming updates coming out for Escape from Tarkov, followed by some Scav changes, and then lastly, we'll be discussing a new Tarkov utility tool website that goes over things of like armor penetration and fun stuff like that. So yeah, Giga, how's it going? Have you finally found the mysterious forsaken legendary loots on labs i have not <laughs> which is a bit sad and um it doesn't so exist I'm, yeah i know uh, so thursday was a bit weird like yesterday was a bit weird i was intending to do some more labs and stuff um so i was like i searched for it monday and tuesday didn't find it there i found i found um, i actually like i had to i think i can't remember whether it was monday or tuesday i had to stop though because i found my second mcc the current converter thing of that stream which was my fifth in total Oof. and i was like i just can't i was like i'm actually like more almost more demoralized finding the mcc <laughs> for the fifth time than i am not finding either do you know what i mean i'd like, did, like i don't want to see it anymore <laughs> yeah did they, did, they, well, did they vendor for a lot like it, yeah they're pretty good they're two by they're two by two so four squares but they vendor for about 170k so like they're you oh, know okay. they're, they're good that's a good loot they're good loot but i was just like i was just distressed seeing yeah, it, yeah, dude. yeah i was like i was like i just don't i just don't i don't want to see this thing anymore like every time one of those spawns i'm kind of like you know I'm like, that could have been the GPSA, but it isn't. It's just like, I had literally, I've only seen it once, like two weeks ago. I just, ha I haven't even seen it. I haven't, had, and that's the annoying thing about this thing, right? I'm not even getting the opportunity to get out. You know what I mean? I'm literally just like rolling RNG and coming up on a one in every raid, or I guess a one through 99 and not hitting that hundred. Like it's just, and every raid, it's just, it's just yeah. frustrating because, you know, if, if, for example, I mean, this is not how I think it should work, but if it was a, you know, a fixed spawn for it, okay. you'd go in and eventually, you know, you'll, you'll be able to do it because you've got to go to the place and you've got to survive, whatever. And you're like, oh, I just got to survive and get out. And, you know, you get chances. But I feel like I'm not even getting any chances to try because I'm just going to every loot spot on the map or I die. Like, that's the thing. So it's like, I just keep going to all the spots until my death. And I eventually bump into somebody, right? Or it's, it's labs. It's like PvP central. So I have to like go from one side of the map to the other. Um, and so I end up in like some stupid PvP. Like it, honestly, the PvP has actually been really fun. Yeah, I can imagine. So especially getting into the map a bit. And I wonder whether, because I'm historically, like you guys will know this, right? Like I'm not historically a big labs guy, um, but I have dabbled. And we've talked about, you know, I use the MCX there and stuff. So I've, I've tried, it's sort of an end, I'm an end of white, you know, weekend armchair kind of labs player. Um, but it's been fun to play it kind of like mid-wipe. And in a white where other people, like this is my suspicion, that other people are going because they have to. And it tends to be those guys who are kind of level 35 through to 50, right. who either, like if they focus on the hideout, they probably are going sooner. And if they don't focus on it, they're probably going later. I may as well finish that, you know, can we get it completed, whatever. Um, and I think that it's, well, I'm, I would imagine that it's drawing in more players like me that are not like super labs chads that... yeah. And and also that that combined with the the fact that you can't buy the Altin, like those two things together, has really changed it a lot. I think mm. from what I've seen and what I've played before. Like I maybe I could be wrong because I don't. You know, it's not like I have my finger on the pulse of labs from like the last sure, three wipes sure. or anything. But you see people play. I've been I have been there in the other wipes. I've seen how it goes, and more often than not, you end up getting you know murdered by somebody with 
an M4 or HK or a FAL yeah. or something, or like yeah. even MP7 or whatever, with with an Alton on and a slick. Right. That just like you can't buy the Altins now, so that just doesn't happen. So everybody's vulnerable. You never run into anybody who's just an Omega tank, except for me, because I was like trying to create some content for my Zabralo video. So I went with a Zabralo and an Altin, and it was really funny. And I won basically two fights that I shouldn't have um, if I didn't have that on labs. So, on labs, yeah. Oh, One man wow. had gone in. He was level risking 50. it all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I actually have three altins now, so I was like, I think I got two from a quest reward and one I found in a stash or something. And um, I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's just let's use let's just use it, right? I've got this Abralo. I want to make something about it. Let's just see what happens because I, I I suspect it might be quite good. Um, and also I just I just get headshot constantly, so I was like, like let's just let's just try this. And um, yeah, the the first guy I bump into, he's a uh, level. He's like level fifty three or something. But he was just like loot running in there with a Kedder. And um, he like he cracks the fake shield, he hits me twice in the head and stuff. And then we have like Ooh. another engagement and, uh, and I kill him, obviously, because like he's, he's wearing, he's got a Kedder. It's like, a, it's just impossible for him to really win unless he tries to leg me. But um, even the TTK there is still pretty rough, especially given mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, AK, I'm still AK 101 ing with like the 995 mix. So, you know, unless you're wearing class five and get lucky or class six, you're going to die in like three shots to thorax or whatever. So I don't know. And then the second guy I ran into, so that it hurt as well a tiny bit, but not much because those rounds just don't do anything. Second guy I ran into, well, I can't remember which gun it was. I think maybe it was RD. I'm not sure. But anyway, he had, um, oh no, no, it was, um, it was a, it was a mini AK. It was a five, 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 four, five AK with BS. Um, and I got hosed down and took like a ton of shots to my thorax and BS will, will mess you up, right? If you're wearing basically anything other than the Zabralo because it's 50. I mean, they got, they actually buffed. I, we, should, we should talk about that. I forgot to write that down. They did actually buff it. Um, let me, let me look it's, it up just so I've got the actual stats. Yeah. Right. It's, it's a very small buff. It <laughs> it's, mean, a very it's, small it's, buff. it's a very small buff, but it, it matters a bit for big art armors like that because just because of the way that the pen, the pen kind of sure. scales, it's like a square thing. So like, it, you know, yeah. it, is, it is only one pen different, right? So it's like, 51 to 52 pen on on bs it's it's still but, um, yeah it's still a beautiful yeah, like, buff exactly and and 52 pen will just wreck every class five mm-hmm. you know it's, it's like it's like um it's like an 80 through class four but yeah. you die in three shots with all the class fives with that right but i was wearing it and i got hosed down in the class six you know and, and 52 pen with the class six armor um i mean i guess i could just like let me just pull it up real quick just to remind myself because I actually didn't do the I didn't do the calculation before. Uh, what did I say? 52, 52 pen? Yeah, yeah, so it's only seventeen on the first shot. So you're actually not that likely to even pen. And then the S doesn't actually have that higher damage. Yeah. So you know, so I kill him, <laughs> and I was like, right, it's time to get out. And this thing actually really worked. It was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. So what was I what was I saying? Yeah. So the PvP has actually been really good, but it's just like finding this. Finding this item is just like really demoralizing. And Thursday was weird. So Thursday was weird for a different reason. Um, and um, I, I promise we'll get into the actual, <laughs> we'll get into the actual cast before, like rather than like Giga's random tales of the week. But um, Thursday was a, you know, it was a landmark moment for me because I had the, the dudes turn up from the internet and they said, oh, we can't do the afternoon slot. We can't, we can do the morning slot. We, you know, is that, is that okay? And I was just like, yes, come as soon as, like, come right now, you know, as, as early as you can, it's fine. As long as you're not postponing it, it's okay. Because they said, oh, we can't come in the afternoon. And I was like, Ugh. like you know, like, blood runs cold kind of thing. They're just like, no, we could do it even sooner. I'm like, great. 
So, um, but they came like much earlier than I expected, like right as, I don't know, it was, you know, right as like we were busy getting the little ones out of the house and stuff. It was like, it was, it was crazy because the wife was going off to things. Anyway, the, the man came and he like fiddled with the thing, drilled a hole and like rooted a cable and stuff. So I've got like a, a box on the wall now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's progress. And it was like green light for the power, red light for the data. He's just like, oh, there's a fault down the line. So I was just like, no. of course, of course there is. So he's like, right, well, I'm going to have to go away and like figure this out. I'm going to give you a call and I'm going to ask you whether the light's off. So I gave this guy my mobile number. So he had to call me about 15 minutes later and just be like, hey, is the light, is the light green? I was like, no, it's still red. He's like, okay, well, we need this other, other team to do stuff. But they're in the area and they're actually doing things today. So they hopefully will get it sorted by lunchtime. I was like, okay, well, here we go. So anyway, I'm supposed to start my stream at like one, right? Um, don't hear anything. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. We'll just, we'll just leave it. It's like, it's no biggie. Start the stream up about, oh, I can't remember when it was, like half an hour in or something. A different fiber dude turns up at the door. I'm like, oh, okay, this is really awkward. He like now has to come in the in my room, like <laughs> midstream, like, plug like a diagnostic thing into the box, and, like go off and do the stuff. I was just like, oh my god. So I was like, well, this guy might come back anytime. So I don't really want to be playing, right. playing labs all day because, like, you know, there's nowhere to go. Like, if you if you just suddenly need to stop. So um, so on the stream we ended up doing setup instead because I was like partway through that and I was having a rough time, but we actually ended up. Ended up making that work and that was fun. But I was like, if we're on customs, we're with shotties. I don't really care. I'm just wearing Corundin a 153. You know, it's, it's no big deal. I could just lie down in a bush if the, if the dude comes back or whatever. Um, so anyway, he came back. He fiddled with the thing. The light's gone green. He was like, we're sending you your, your networking stuff now in the post because you've got to like plug that in. Um, unfortunately, the way that they do it is really annoying. They actually also said it was annoying, but they post it out afterwards. I don't, I don't know why. I don't know why they do that. Um, maybe it's just they want to make sure everything's completely set before they send it to you. Otherwise, you've got to send it back and yada yada. I, I don't know. But anyway, so they, they've sent it out. Uh, and he was like, you might, you might just want to try and plug your BT router in because it is like 50% of the time. Like it's 50 50 whether these routers work. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. I tried it. It doesn't. So I've got to wait for the, uh, the hub to come from these people, which is apparently coming tomorrow. So, the very long story short, tomorrow. And well, this might be the last scav talk on the lower, the lower bandwidth. So I've got to fiddle around with the stuff beforehand and make sure the settings work and have issues with sending you video and all of this kind of stuff. And next time, I mean, maybe even by tomorrow, I could well have 900 symmetric. So we exciting. will see. We will see. It is exciting. It is exciting. So that's everything that's been going on this week, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been fun. It's been fun. It's been all right. Cool. All right. Uh, anything notable you've been busy editing and all that good uh, jazz not really i played a, a, i'm waiting for so the finals beta closed oh, which yeah. i was very sad about mm -hmm. i played that at crap ton still fun and then um waiting on v rising it's getting an update here in may that's you, gonna be i remember you loving that game yeah it's it's kind of sad too man it's like uh, these games come out and I like them, and then I look at the Steam concurrent player count, and it's like 200 players. Yeah, like I went to play it again with uh, my buddy, and we went to look at servers that were running, and the max pop was like seven out of 50. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, it's just like it completely fell off. I mean, it's kind of just a product of I think it's an early access game, but, anyways, it's just one, you know. 
it doesn't have all the features, you know, the common issues. And uh, but anyways, there's a big update coming that I'm really excited for and um should shake up, add new content, improve mm. old systems, a lot of cool things. It's crazy too, because like they went it came out, it was like really popular there for like the first couple of weeks. And, you know, slowly started falling off and they haven't really played the game of like you know what I mean? Constantly updated. They like literally just took their hands off like the game and like worked on this huge new content right. patch that's taken them probably like it's probably been a year, honestly. Maybe maybe like nine months. So it's just, yeah, it's like a different uh different philosophy. But um yeah, so I'm excited about that. And uh yeah, kind of just biding my time. <laughs> that's, that's cool. Some other games in between till that comes out. Yeah, it's it's a really it's an interesting one, honestly. I mean, it, I don't know. I, I'm not really sure what I think about it. You, you made me think of something that I hadn't really thought of before about these design models or the models of development and early access and all this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we have seen this quite a lot with quite a few titles. We were talking about this with the cycle before last week about yeah. how these companies come out with something that's early access for a game mode i don't know whether it's um whether it's a genre thing whether it's you know within the genre that we typically look at um where you need to have end game loops of some kind or at least enough grind to keep people interested i mean that's tarkov's got like a ton of grind which sort of is a ton of grind. yeah it sort of is a you know a way of keeping people in because there's always sure. things to be doing even if they're you know kind of mind numbing or whatever yep and so it's a, an interesting one where you have something that's early access that comes out. It's really fun and it's got really engaging mechanics. But then when, once you've like seen it all, you're kind of just done with the game. Yeah. And it's it's almost risky, right? And then you you put the game down and let people play it and the, let the player count go down to 200 for a year. You know, and then you release this new patch. It's like, well, does everybody come back? You know, it's, yeah. it's a huge it's a huge risk actually. Yeah. And I didn't really think about that before, just in terms of like what what kind of development cycle do you actually need to keep the game afloat? Because like some of these games just can't afford to, to do that. So it'll, it'll be interesting. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Um, the other one, um, I guess to like, keep an eye on is that like, road to Vostok, which is going to be the single oh, player yeah. thing. We talked about that before. They, they actually posted something um, as, as well. Uh, very recently, there's like another mm-hmm. update. Um, I mean, let me just find it. Before we jump into everything else, but um Look like they got some new like weapons. Guns. Yeah, new. Yeah, you can adjust like the optics, the the um, how far forward, how close to your eye you want it, like in real time luminance. That's so cool. The optic, yeah. There's that. They actually feature wise, like considering it's a one man job, as mm. far as I understand, it's, it's pretty impressive. I mean, it is single player, but still, it's still very impressive. You know. Yeah, like if you don't have to do the multiplayer part, it just helps so much, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so that, I mean, they posted, or he posted 19 hours ago and said like, yeah, all the weapons for the public demo one version two are now fully up to date. Because you know, I think we both played around with the first test, right? Um, and they've got like some recall handling system. There's like a bunch of different guns and stuff. So go and check that out if you're interested. It was 19 hours ago. He said, I'm now starting the bug testing phase related to other mechanics. When this is finished, I'll update the Steam demo. So once that's done, I guess he'll say, and then we can go and have a play with it. Like it's it's yeah, it's neat. I'm I'm keeping an eye out for it just because it's again the, with the limited scope of being single player, there's a lot more control over the game that, that you have, and it's 
it's probably the closest thing. I, this is almost the thing that I'm thinking, like outside of like Stalker or whatever. It's like the closest thing to a new game that we have to like SP Tarkov, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. Because it is that, right? Like by definition. So it'll be interesting to see see how that goes. One, one last um, thing before we jump into the, the Tarkov mm-hmm. news. Um, you brought the cycle and as, as you may have known from last week, you know, I mentioned it's getting an update. But one of the things they're doing, I looked into it. And I'm actually really curious to see because they are part of like this whole idea of like, oh, how do you do your development cycle for your early access? You know, how do you update the game? Blah, blah, blah. Is, you know, marketing. Marketing is a big part too. Because mm-hmm. um, if you're not spending any money on marketing <laughs> during your phases of, you know, development where you're not really updating the game, then it's probably, you know, beneficial. But then you're kind of putting all your eggs into, the basket of oh we're gonna do this big update and big marketing and all the players will come back believe guys but um mm-hmm. the cycle is getting rid of wipes they're removing wipes because they had wipes like every three months i want to say they were like or maybe it was every six months but it happened in the middle of the tarkov wipe and i think that was a strategic thing um but they're doing like some massive changes to progression they're getting rid of the ability there was just like this weird thing where you could i say it's weird because it's it's just kind of like not how tarkov does it like you could basically you know put in tarkov terms you could as a level one you could go into your hideout and have like a level three lavatory and craft like level six armor you could do that now there in the cycle there is no player economy it's only like yeah. loot and trader economy, if you will. So basically what you had to do is you had to kill the the mobs and find the rare loot, and then you could craft the golden legendary armor or whatever. Yeah. And um, but like kind of the caveat to that is like, well, that sounds easy, but like you need the good guns to kill the the you know bosses essentially. So, anyways, they're they're scrapping that whole idea. Um, it seems like, and they're making that stuff a lot more rare and valuable, which has me intrigued. Um, cause I, I, I just, I feel like some of the issues with the game, you know, outside of like the cheating problem they had and some of the other things was like, you just got stomped by people that were like geared because mm. it's not like Tarkov. Like I can't just like get them in the head. You know what I mean? It just, it's just not the same things. So I wonder if that will. Make it more appealing to players. We'll see, but I'm curious to see how that that game handles over the. Always got my eyes on that game. Yeah, it's it's interesting to see just because of the, the parallels, and it's just good right. to see what other people are doing and like what works and what doesn't. You know, oh, we're going to get rid of wipes and make the end game loot really rare. Okay, well, does that mean that like everyone's scrubbing around, and no one has it, or does it mean that there's a handful of players that just kill everybody because it's impossible to get the stuff, and once you do have it, then you just obtain more and more better stuff. I don't know. It's one of those things. It's hard to know until you do it. So that's why it's good to see because these things are not, they're not dissimilar enough to be, you know, useless comparisons. Um, like they're useful comparisons. Double negative there, but they're, they're useful comparisons because they're so similar is what I meant to say. Yeah. And if I had to guess, the issue was that the people at the top basically always had access to the good stuff. Um, because they essentially went because they had the best stuff they could grind more of the best stuff mm. and then they could easily get it because it's just like in the menus so to speak 
Um, whereas now it sounds like it's not going to be in the menus. So it's, it's kind of like the idea of spawning, you know, slicks and raid, you know, like hard spots. Yeah. I, I think we won't have to see, but so I kind of suspect like in some ways, like, yeah, like the good players are still going to be good players, but it may feel a bit more fair, you know, Mm. and that it's, it's not so top heavy. Exactly. It's a little bit like stopping Altins being on Ragman 4, right? And only being in stashes now. It's a bit yeah. like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it is like that. Hmm. These are, they're similar, right? They're, they're, quite, they're quite similar yeah. in many ways. Yeah. Okay. On cool. to the news. Yes. So, BSG gave out two pieces of news, really. The first one is like the generic update info that they are putting out which doesn't have any time deadlines or anything like that on it but it's stuff that we can look to see in the near term um well we we shall we shall see but it's it's the stuff that they expect to do soonish so it says an estimated plan of the changes fixes improvements that will be included in the upcoming technical updates the first one being the improvements to oculus audio on reserve interchange and shoreline which is interesting because we talked about this before and whether we would know when they were fixing the audio on those maps or say fixing you know doing their first pass of whatever it is that they need to do and whether they would even say because originally they said it was factory woods customs and streets that were getting that upgrade and then now it's reserve interchange and shoreline which are the ones that we didn't that didn't have that i wonder where labs is, is in this list uh, just out of me, and and also um, and also lighthouse, because those are the two that are missing from from what we've heard. So maybe they just maybe they haven't haven't worked on those yet. I don't know, but anyway, that's um, that's that's welcome. I think that's welcome because especially especially reserve. I mean, uh, to be honest, uh, interchange too. Like the floors, things on interchange just so bad. Um, like front backs better as we talked previously, but reserve and interchange have. Lots of verticality and, and shoreline, honestly, in resort. There's like there's actually lots of verticality on those maps, which is maybe why they left them until now. Because if you think that the people who were working on audio have probably been working on audio the entire time, so it's taken them from like the end of December through to the end of March to do these three maps. Um, I, I'm not surprised why they left these and put you know, woods and some of the easier ones in, some of the smaller ones like factory and flatter ones like customs first, because it was quick to do and they wanted to ship it with with this patch, patch 13, regardless of whether it was done or not or whatever. So they did as much as they could and then left this until now. So it kind of makes sense. We'll see. Hopefully that will make it a little bit better um, on these on these ones, especially inside, because that's that's the problem. It's just the, the vertical audio is just so bad and the, uh, the occlusion is just like not really great. But um, we'll see. I think we're just going to have to watch for these incremental audio updates and see, see what happens, right? Just see what happens. There's... Yeah, go on. Go. I, I was just gonna say, yeah, I was I was editing a clip and it was from Jesse's VOD. Um and the he was like finding a scav inside one of the street stores. I don't I don't even know what they're called, but it's like a little green grocery store. But anyways, he was like on one side of the shelving and then the scav was on the other side of the shelving, but it was like a very harsh left speaker only audio the scav coughing even though he was like looking diagonally at the scav through the mm-hmm. shelves like he like the last scene the scav was like not directly left of him it was like 
more more for like more straight slash forward yeah. than left. And then when he passes the the shelving unit and then sees him, then it like goes back to like a you know dual mix because he's directly looking at this guy. But that was really weird, and because it was so harsh, it also made it sound like it was coming from behind me. Mm. You know. Um, but anyways, I haven't not played Tarkov in uh, uh, some time. It, it reminded me of just like how much pain is involved in the audio because like normally it's not it's fine it you know when i'm editing stuff like you don't really see that issue but like there are those like niche it, it's just something about like walls inside of walls or you know what i mean like buildings inside yeah. of like rooms it gets really wonky i mean obviously you got vertical issues but that's a whole nother thing but yeah yeah there's lots of like phasing and stuff you know where things go like and all this kind of things around like doorways and whatnot i don't know very strange. Because did very, you very strange. did you see Friendly Guys uh, video I, on Twitter? I I, I did I did <laughs> unfriendly guys rant on Twitter. <laughs> oh, that was friendly guy. That was pure bass coming out of his. <laughs> no, because it's it's interesting because I recall, um, like the audio being better at dorm. Like you could hear him coming up. The, uh, the 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 stairs and such, but I I think maybe because he was like in the doorway and the also the door to the stairs was already open, so you got like the desync. Because I watched a video from Pastelli today where he kind of like talked about the subject and he did some like dual PC test showing both POVs mm-hmm. and I could kind of see how like the audio was like a you know, it wasn't exactly real time because obviously you got, you know, server client side discrepancy. Yeah. Um, but you know, it, it's like, I mean, you come up, you can come up the stairs pretty fast. And if it's, it's, I say, I have to say audio is still something good. Audio is still left to be desired of at the moment. So Definitely. any, any improvements are more than welcome. For those that, for those that didn't see funny guys, tweet or tweet video or whatever it was he was basically reviewing he, he said he was he said he was feeling ill and it was like he was tilted as well on stream and he <laughs> he was yeah he was basically at the top of this he was inside the building at the top of the stairs the door is open and he's like waiting for the guy to come up and the first time he gets audio is when the guy is basically in the doorway yeah and the dude starts shooting at him he starts firing back and in slow-mo you can see the guys continue like he moves out of out of the the room that he's in into the hallway and the guy just continues to fire out the doorway and then eventually kills him right because as far as the player's model on friendly guy's screen is concerned he is still shooting it like i mean at at that point it's kind of like you know the server's gone to the guy he sent it back to the server the server sent it back to friendly guy like from his pov i mean on his screen he's still in the doorway and he's still shooting him in the doorway and he was very angry, saying, like, this guy's basically killed me in the doorway. He doesn't even know that I've moved. I didn't hear his audio until he literally came um, came up, like, right at the top of the metal stairs. If I'd heard him, I would have pushed out. Um, so, yes, it's pretty nuts. I saw there was another, there was a video uh, that Tiggs posted somewhere, which was on Labs. And there's, um, it's one of the, it's one of those, like, big, you know, the big stairwells on Labs, just one of those. And there's a door where, on the other side of it, if you're, if you're on one side, if you're on the wrong side, basically, can't hear anybody on the other side mm, at yeah. all. So the first time that you hear them is when they literally step into the corridor, which is insane. Um, so yeah, there's, there's stuff to fix. 
It's tough to fix. The other weird thing about customs dorms is I, the more I think about it, I'm pretty sure because app like Steam Audio, if you were on second floor, you couldn't hear anything mm. outside on the ground level, if you will, like the grass. But now, if they hit a bush, dude, that bush is like clear as day. But I don't think the grass makes any noise. Like it's very, I don't know. It's oh, I'm not sure. yeah, I'm not sure because I. I want to say it does, but now that I'm thinking about it more and after watching Pacelli's video where he also hit a bush and it was loud clear as day, I think that it doesn't actually make noise. It's only the bushes, but it's just weird how one engine slash, I shouldn't say engine, but one plug-in versus another, just, you know, two different outcomes. Yeah, yeah exactly. I haven't seen his video, actually. I should go and watch that. But um, you can imagine it's something to do with, you know, the, the layering. You know, we've seen previously is things like the way that, they man, they get like footsteps. Like if you lie down, you can hear the floor below, but if you stood right. up, you can't. Like you know, the slight overlapping of different occlusion zones and all this stuff. And if somebody's walking, then it's the sound source is probably at ground level. Whereas if someone hits the bush, the sound source is probably you know one foot up or two feet up or whatever it is. Um, I have noticed that I, I think that Oculus Audio is slightly more accurate when it comes to like where the sounds are placed. For some reason, they are slightly delayed, which is a bit annoying. And so hopefully that gets resolved as well. But I keep freaking myself out because bushes kind of rustle behind me and it's just me, but it's me kind of like, you know, brushing into a bush behind and it is actually behind. Mm. Um, so I, I feel that that's actually maybe like potentially better in the future if they can just tweak it a bit so that it sounds a bit more realistic. I keep like swinging around there and I'm like, <gasps> and it's just me. <laughs> you know, I like kick the bush with the back of my heel or something. There's like a, there's a low shrub um, outside of a gas station on customs. It's like if you're coming in from the sort of like train, like railway bridge bit, and you go through that sort of scrubland area. It's like over on the left by the wall. And I, I said to Chad at the time, I was like, it doesn't slow you down, but I didn't realize that bush made a sound. Um, so I just like freaked, <laughs> freaked myself out by kicking it by accident on my way through. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. So new version of DLSS. I'm not sure if like some people use it, I guess, but you know, there's, I think the thing that people are hoping for here is that it fixes the the inside of the scopes, which is kind of like weird, pixely, blurry, low quality, or whatever at the moment. Um, I think people are hoping that that gets fixed. I guess it should. This probably comes hand in hand. I'm going to skip right to the end and just join these together because the very last bullet point that they put in here was transition to Unity 2021. Now I'm not an expert at all in any of this stuff, so I literally just have to go off what I saw people writing about. People seem to think that Unity 2021 is a big deal. Um, some people were talking about how it could potentially be beneficial for the picture-in-picture scope stuff, um, mm. and maybe it goes hand-in-hand hand with the new version of DLSS. I don't know. That's just pure speculation. So I'm not 100% sure what that will do. H- higher versions of Unity, always going to be a good thing for the game and stability and optimization and blah, 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 right? Like Getting themselves up to a pretty recent version is actually good news just in general, um, and hopefully will allow them to do, do more things. So I don't know. We'll see. Did, yeah, you, you, um, you actually might know a bit more about the DLSS than me, honestly, about which one we're on. I think we're on two, but I'm not sure. I was just looking up. I don't really know what improvements are mm. on three because it looks like three is relatively new. Um, yeah, so I'm not really sure. I haven't... Uh, it's Yeah, it looks like it's very, like, three weeks ago new. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't know. But I will say for Unity 2021... Um, it could be a big deal. It was a really hype thing in Rust back in the day. Okay. Um, 
they were hyping it up for HDR high definition render pipeline, HDRP or something. And looking at, I mean, like it's mostly graphical stuff and I guess like how it processes that, you know, efficiency, mm. things like this. But looking at Unity's sort of like advert for it or whatever, um, there's some interesting things that caught my eye that could be a big deal. So I'll just, I'll treat off a couple like lines here and then maybe I'll do some details on it. But like advanced physics based surfaces, okay, whatever. Immersive lighting. Um, I, that catches my eye because, you know, lighting in Tarkov is kind of <laughs> a thing. <laughs> Uh, advanced light type shadow options, light attenuation, real world units, um, ray tracing. There's there's a lot of okay jargon here. Whatever. Not again. Not really sure. Also not a uh, expert in this as well. Speculator speculator as atmosphere, <laughs> volumetric fog, <laughs> local volumetric fog, fog. Because this kind of ties in okay. with the, the next point. Yes, which is... On the list, yes, which is the visual corrections to remove fog inside rooms, basements, bunkers on a reserve and interchange, which could be huge. Could be. <laughs> it could be huge. I'm never yeah. going to say will. <laughs> now it'll be pitch black and you're just not going to see anything. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, it is... I know, like, Axel was posting some screenshots of... I assume it's Tarkov SP. I mean, it has to be, right? But, you know, you can't, you can't say it is. Um, but where you remove the fog in some of the underground places. And it looks a little too... Uh, like, it just doesn't look right. You know what I mean? Like, everything's almost too clear. But it's also, like, everything's also dark. Because <laughs> the... What, yeah, everything's what, really dark. It's that like, was the thing that surprised me. Yeah, it's weird because the fog itself kind of adds some you know, fake lighting to it, if you will. You know what I mean? Glow or something weird. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't think it actually like displaces light or anything like that. I could, maybe I'm wrong on that, but anyways, cause even in like Tarkov SP, I don't like Ruben fog. I like to have it like just a little lower. There's like weather fog. And then there's also like just a global fog mm -hmm. essentially. Um, but uh, yeah, so volumetric fog, you know, it, it it reacts to lighting and things of that nature, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so it, it, it could be very huge um, getting the indoors looking more appropriately with a lighting change. There was one, you know, because we, we talked about a while ago, we talked about the whole... Uh, uh, you know, filters or whatever that got banned. One of the things that someone yeah. talked about, which is like, oh yeah, that really makes a lot of sense, is you don't have your... And some games do this, is where like you go from inside outside, which I think Tarkov technically does this a little bit. Um, possibly, I'm not sure now, but you, your eyes, you know, your video game character eyes don't adjust for those bright and dark areas. You know what I mean? Have you ever been playing a game where like it's really bright and like you know you're, you're, like you're coming out into the to sunlight and it's really bright at first and then everything kind of like and it dims yeah right right and then you know you go into a dark you know you're looking into a dark area and you can't see anything and you go inside and 
it's sort of like becomes a little bit more visible and vibrant, you know, I kind of wish we had something like that. Cause even then like the, um, the finals, they had a mechanic similar to that. Um, it was like cranked up to the <laughs> nines, dude. It was like so extreme. You literally could not see inside the building. And then when you go inside, it's like, Oh, I can see inside the building. And then you look out and then the sun's like super bright. You can't see outside. It was just, they had it like way too extreme, but uh, yeah, that would be another solution you could do is sort of have this, because it makes a very interesting gameplay mechanic where you need to factor in, you know, where the light is, where you are within the light. How does that affect your vision? You know, like your in-game vision, things like this. So, um, yeah, there's some other stuff here, but I won't go over it. Those were the ones that seemed to uh, stick out the okay. most for me. Cool. Yeah, I guess like that sort of fixes the dynamic range a bit in some ways, because it's like you're kind of automatically adjusting your... And probably not the gamma is probably the wrong word for it, but you're like you're adjusting something when you go inside versus being outside, right? It's like having two different settings for inside, outside, or dark areas, light areas, without you having to manually fiddle with stuff, like with the LUTs or with your settings. You know, yeah, that's why it's kind of cool. Actually, I think the first game that I played that even had that, I think there was like um an an update to like CS Source mm. once upon a time, and I've, I saw it for the very first time in a video game. I think it was on CS Source, and they added like. HDR and Bloom, and it and it did that. It had that kind of effect, like you went outside and it was like really bright and then you know darkened down and then same same the other way, which is pretty neat. I got CS on the brain now because I was talking about CS too. But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of volumetric fog, did you guys see that smoke grenade? What that changes everything? It was, it was it, yeah. CS two looks pretty cool. It, it does cool. look pretty cool. Honestly, seeing it, it's like wow. Why haven't like this should have been a thing from the beginning? Like every video mm. game should be like this, but. Yeah. It's it looks cool. Don't know if I'll play cool. it. Anyway, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not sure. So geometry and lighting fixes for Streets of Tarkov. I d that's again maybe maybe related, maybe just more of the same. You know, they're just fixing lots of stuff as it comes through because it's a new map. Don't know. Right. Then we've got networking fixes, connect connection stability, reducing number of disconnects whilst loading into a raid. I mean I don't really suffer that much from from those, but I know some people do. So I guess that's good. <laughs> Yeah. Um, bug fixes in the group system and AI, fine. And then improvements to the UI for putting offers on the flea based on the previous balancing changes. I don't know what this means. Do you have any idea what this might actually be? <laughs> I mean, I assume they're going to rework the UI to match the uh, change where you can't sell barter or you can't sell things for other things. You can only sell for money now, right? Ah, is it, is it still an option? At the moment, but just grayed out or something. You tell me. I don't. I don't know. I, I it's one of those played. things because because, and the thing like even even if you had, you probably wouldn't know because it's one of those ones where if you don't do barter trades and don't actually set up barter trades like I never do, then you just ignore all those options, right? And so yeah. if that menu had changed, or if it, if it if it had disappeared, I'd probably notice. But if they've just left it in and it's like grayed out, so or you can't click the box, I'd never tell. I'd never be able to tell you that, you know, that has happened because I'd never click it. Right, like when I'm using the flea, I'm practically on autopilot. Like I couldn't tell you what buttons I clicked after yeah. I did it anymore because it's just so like you know this one click click you know joy selected and yeah, to do that and put it up and look at the number and put the number in 
Like it's so automatic that I don't know. Okay, that probably it probably is that. It probably is that. It, probably it, removing that whole feature. Yeah, it could be more. It could be a complete, you know, improvement, like almost a redesign. Um, mm. We shall see. Yeah, one really cool thing about the player uh, barters being removed is now you can actually uncheck the like remove barters filter and save it. And now you only see the trader barters when you look stuff up because all the player barters are gone. Oh, yeah, and that's it's nice. Actually, it's actually really neat because now when you're looking stuff up, you're like, oh, there's a barter for this. Because like, I always have them filtered out because each item is just filled with just junk barters from players before. But now you just stumble into them and go like, oh, this is cool because there's a barter here for this and check what it is. Okay, well, that's not good, but I'll remember, you know. It's like it, it helps you to actually figure yeah. out what those are rather than, yeah, just have, rather than having to like go through the actual menus or see it in the YouTube tutorial or whatever. There's actually quite a nice like accidental quality of life thing mm-hmm. that's appeared mm-hmm. there. Um, I still think Fence 4 should allow Fence to appear on the flea. I think that would be, be enormous for Fence. Having to go specifically to him and click the buttons there. Because people always say to me, they're like, oh yeah, but you can get a zeroed out Karund really cheaply on the, you know, and a zeroed out Gen 4 on Fence. I'm like, you have to actually physically go manually check, refresh it, look, like click and buy right. it before someone else does. Like it's such a pain in the ass. It's like it's its own special little marketplace. I just, I never, I never even remember. Like I don't have, I don't have Fence 4 this white, but like I, I just never remember to even go and look, you know, like, yeah, you can get some bargains. You can buy lower half face masks and trade them for a packer and then craft them into aramids and whatever. Right? There's, <laughs> there's ways to monetize it, but just like, yeah. I just can't, I just don't remember to go. It's just like, it's not part of my gameplay loop. And most of the time then I, I go and like refresh it and I look and it's just all the same crap, you know, the usual rubbish and there's nothing interesting in there. I'm like, why did I bother coming over here? So, I don't know. The other oh, one that we should mention that notification system for banned cheaters based on the player reports. Oh, I skipped it. Yes, I skipped that one. What? Dude, that's huge. I mean, I, I'm going to be a dick here and, and say it, but uh, why does it come in? I want my items back. <laughs> well, come that too. <laughs> but why this wasn't that. like, I don't know. It's just like common... I just feel like this is standard gaming practice, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. maybe I'm a uh, oh, why it wasn't there originally. Know, maybe I'm 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 too uh, privileged, you know, in my my gamers' ways. But uh, you know what the Tarkov philosophy is that you can't you don't you can't expect to get an extraordinary result by doing the same thing as everybody else. Church, so, you know, they have, they just ignore all of the modern gaming standards and just do that. They just forge their own path. Yes, because just because by because by nearly looking at what the standards are, that would paint. Right, right. Of escape from Tarkov's development cycle. Right, right, right. And we've got to take the, the downs with the ups. That's the that's that's it. That's the answer. But the answer. it's coming. But it's coming. That's yeah, yeah. That's really good. So it's good. Next phase. Get the people some. What is it? Uh, 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 cheating insurance. Whatever you call it. Whatever you want to call yeah. it. Yeah. Some kind of cheap return. That's, that's a more like, newer thing. I haven't really seen any other. That's a cycle thing specifically. Yeah, like there, I mean, there might be some. There's, there's probably another game out there that's done something similar. Right. I would imagine. Probably some like obscure RPG online, you know, Final Fantasy online or some bullshit. I like guess the that. issue is is that you have to have enough cheaters, right? And and be losing gear. So it's kind of yeah. um, it's like an yeah, extraction shooter like specific thing. Right, right. You know, normally when you get hacked on, like it doesn't, you know, it doesn't do anything to your account in most games. 
it's just whereas for us yeah. yeah it's just annoying whereas for us it's like yeah they can't give you your time back so it's just whatever you just get told and they've been banned but for us it's like yeah you actually lose stuff so you know it's it's tricky i don't know but yeah that's cool i don't know when we're going to see these things but i guess there's boon tm because they're on this list <laughs> we shall see so that's the the changes fixed plan thing. The the next part, which is another update that they did, is um a big set of scav buffs. Which is kind of intriguing. I don't really know why they did this. Me neither. It seems very <laughs> random. Um I mean there's a whole bunch of stuff. Fence reputation bonuses have been improved if you have higher fence reputation. So that that means like all the random stuff like number of available exits and like that kind of thing, depending on what your fence rep is. Now, there was a big list. Logical put up a big list, but I, I can't remember what it was before. And it's like, there's too much data. So needless to say, those things are a bit better than they, <laughs> than they were previously. Bosses are still hostile to you until you're um, karma level six. So, you know, that hasn't really changed. But I think a few of the other bits, like some of the modifiers have changed and stuff. Um, I think they, they did actually give you a, a, a little list. So what was it like? Uh, so you get, yeah, you get some bonuses, like a max level fence restocks items more frequently and prioritizes higher quality items. Like, okay, maybe. Maybe it's enough to go and look. I don't know. Scav PMC extracts give more reputation. It's like, all right. Vehicle extract discounts are increased. Well, they're already, they're already like 8,000 rubles anyway, so that like, doesn't really make any difference. And fence... Uh, Reputation bonus have improved. Oh wait, did they just did they write it twice? Fence pays more for items sold to him. Scav characters have a higher chance of getting better equipment. Scav character cooldown is reduced. Scav box time is reduced. Available scav exercise is increased. Okay, so there's like some of the stuff they said, and I think they messed their tweet up a little bit, but <laughs> whatever, it is what it is. I'm not sure. Like, yeah, okay, right. You know, it's kind of similarly how I felt about all the quests stuff i mean like it i mean like it's good that they i think it was actually pastilli that kind of got that um suggested to them i remember him mentioning like there was a lot of there was mm. some of these quests where like the xp gains you know you're doing like other quests in the similar range and getting like seven thousand, and then you would do like this one quest in the similar range of level and you would get like two thousand it just didn't mm. make any sense so like because they added all these new quests like they kind of had to like do some rebalancing, which is fine, but there, you know, there was like quest buffs. Um, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, like, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just what, you know, I'll take it. You know, I'm not, I mean, I kind of am complaining, but I just, you know, I just, I don't understand, right? Same thing with this is like, but why? <laughs> you know, but why? Yeah, maybe it's uh, maybe to help for the players who are kind of, you know, struggling a bit more. Midwife, whatever. Like, but that <laughs> primarily benefits players at the bottom, so it's I don't mind. Yeah, but doesn't this buff the top end of scab players as well? Or but who's I... the top end of scab players? What does that mean exactly? Um, like higher, like high rep, right? Like at max level. Yeah, this is true. Or is and it's like across the board. Scab more, but what yeah, I'm that... saying is. Like the scab players tend to be like the scab mains tend to be lower PMC level. So this this benefits players with a lower PMC level is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, and I get that. I just like, but overall, this is a 
uh, it's like they're trying to incentivize you to play Scav more, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I, I don't really, that's the thing. That's the thing I don't understand. I don't know why. Like, Scav character cooldown is reduced. I think that's, that would be fine on its own. Honestly. That's, that's, and that's what I was going to say is like, if they wanted to just help out, I guess, I guess that helps out everyone because it's a lower cooldown. Uh, I definitely I don't, don't use my Scav every time it's on cooldown, though. This is the thing. Yeah, like, you yeah. Have some people, but you could. I was I was watching Jesse's because I was scrubbing through his vods, and literally every time he's dead, like if he's playing them duos and he dies, which makes I guess it, I guess that's a good mm. re- good reason to scav, and probably a lot of people do it. Um, now nah, think you about just when you're playing. Raid, or does he scav somewhere else? You just no, like, no just scav somewhere else. Yeah, okay. like he'll go wherever, and. Yeah. uh which I mean makes sense, right? You know, if you're in a if you're in a squad and you die, like you could just sit there and twitter your doms. Like you know, I me personally, I don't do that. I just instead alt tab and watch, you know, videos until their raids over. But um, you know, it makes sense because you're you know you're kind of like giving up if you're not using your scav while it's on cooldown. When's the most opportunic time to use it to like minim- maximize your PMC time? Like if you're playing squads, like you want to be playing. PMC with your teammates, and then when you're not doing that, like you could scav, and you want to use it on cooldown to get, you know, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. So it's, um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Anyways, it's it's an interesting uh, change, you know. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I guess they want more people to play scav, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I um, that's the way the way that I see it is. It's a, a a little bonus for people who are who pretend to play scav more often which tends to be low, low, lower tier players and that's fine by me people who are like worried about their economy or find it difficult to make money or die a lot on their pmc or whatever like people who are high level and like experienced like multiple wipes tend not to use their scav as much and like yeah they might be using it between raids or whatever to wait for their friends but it's not like the they're not like relying on it to make money or anything like that so lower cooldowns whatever it's it's, it's kind of nice mm-hmm. it's kind of nice so yeah that's good Scav mains rejoice. Scav mains rejoice. Um, so I think that's all of the news. Is there anything else? Um, I guess we should. I mean, we can touch very briefly. I, I brushed over it before. The two ammo changes. We may as well just say. I don't know why they did this now. It seems a bit, bit random. Maybe it's just to buff them, just to see what happens. But like two rounds in five four five got buffed. So BS, as we talked about before, that got buffed from fifty one. Pen to 52 pen. So to put it in context, 47 pen is a 50-50, basically it's 55%, but it's a 50-50 against class 5. And 57 pen is a 50-50 against class 6, right? So 51 and 52, the difference between those in a pen sense is not really very, very great because it practically also pens class 4, or sorry, class 5. And it doesn't pen class six very often, either at 51 or 52. So the only thing that really matters for is like multiple shots into like a, a bigger armor um, where you're like wearing down the actual durability and like, you know, shot three or four or whatever now has a high percentage chance on it because their armor is lower or whatever. Like the, those are the places where it matters the most. I think it probably doesn't matter that much for BS. BT, it. BT is actually an interesting one. So that's from 40 to 42. It's quite a big boost. 
most of the time, if you're using it at point blank, again, it doesn't really matter because against something like maybe against the Karand and you know the, some of the class fives or whatever, you may kill them in one shot less now with BT as you're wearing down the armor, especially especially with things like the Karand and the Gazelle and those kind of like lower tier class fives because they rely heavily on the the protection from class five to stop you dying and they have lower durability and those kind of like mid tier rounds actually don't do terrible armor damage and so they can they can tear a Karanda or a Gazelle down eventually. So that can make a big difference. But I think almost where it might matter more on for BT is it allows you to reach out a lot further with that gun and still tap people in class four helmets. Because the issue that you have is the pen starts to drop and drop and drop and drop. And if you're using something like this is always kind of an issue with five six A one. If you're using that, which is the third you know, five six A one for five five six, it's thirty seven pen, which is a fifty fifty against class four at point blank. And if you shoot somebody at long range with it, you're starting to drop your pen down to 36, 35, 34. And then you're talking about like 30, 40% pen chances against someone's helmet, which is kind of nasty, actually. So like kind of, it's kind of bad. It's like you don't, really, you don't really want that. Whereas with BT, you can now probably shoot somebody up to 150, 200 meters and still be pretty sure that it's going to go through a class four, even if you only hit them on the side of the head. The damage thing, I mean, BT still actually has good damage relatively. So it's probably okay. <sighs> to be honest, it actually might not be. It actually might not be. So I guess, mm. it, I guess it does. The pen helps with how much damage goes through, though, when you pen two. Yeah, I mean, I feel like the BT one is pretty good. 40 to 42, yeah. that's pretty... Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's nice. I like that. It, exactly, exactly. Because like the way that it is... So the way it was, it was 40 before, right? And they've slowly buffed this up. This used to be 37. They've slowly buffed... BT over time it was, it was 37 and then it was 40 and now it's 42 i think that's probably fair enough um what they've done but i'm just gonna do let's just look at this very very quickly yeah so previously you show, even if you shot somebody at point blank um i'm actually i'm not sure if it actually helps interestingly hmm, I'm, I'm actually not sure if it helps i don't think it has enough damage i think it's because it only does 42 damage i feel like even at 42 pen i think i still think you lose too much through class four Hmm, I guess it's, well, yeah, it doesn't really help, actually. It doesn't help for BT. I thought that was going to help. But it doesn't. You'd actually need the pen to be quite a bit higher, like 45 or something, before you can want to have a class 4. Yeah. I'm actually going to do something on this um, at some point, I think, because I'm kind of intrigued as to, like, which helmets will and will not allow you to survive a shot. Um, I think there's, like, there's an interesting case where there's, like, a couple of rounds where if you get, you get shot and it pens, you don't die even when it penned, because of the damage reduction on a round that's like around 40 pen on a class 4, and the reduction is like 20% or something. So if your damage is anywhere between 40 and 43 or whatever, it's like 35 and 43, then it won't kill you in one hit. Mm. It's, it's the APSX problem, right? APSX pens yeah. basically all the helmets in the game instantly, but because it has precisely 35 damage, right. it never one-taps anybody in the head, because even even if you press it right up to somebody, you click, it does 34.9 damage because of the damage drop-off and they don't die. <laughs> yep. It's, it's, it's a, something that's always bugged me, actually. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think they should change it. I might, I might even suggest that, honestly. I might, I might actually make an official suggestion. Whoa. Because Slow people talk about it a lot. You know, about, about the... The head hitbox stuff and the you know not being able to one tap people over range if you even if you get a pen it's just bad it's just bad 
So I don't know. No, I'll I'll mull, I'll mull myself on it. I'll mull my thoughts and think about it. Yeah. So that was the that was the other change um, that was notable. Other than that, I think we're, I think that's it, right? That's all the newsy stuff. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken. Cool. So the the other thing that I wanted to talk about, actually, this this pretty much falls neatly into that category, was a a website which has been created by uh, one of the guys who frequents my Discord fairly regularly. Um, he's called like Vasily in, in my Discord. He's called Xerxes elsewhere. And it's called TarkovGunsmith.com. And it's an interesting tool that he's built, which I've basically been talking to him for a while. Like w- the original idea for this, this, um, this site, and I'm, I'm actually going to put, I'll put the site just in, in chat here, but for, for people listening to this separately, it is just, TarkovGunsmith.com, um, and that and that'll take you there. There was like a couple of different modules. The idea originally was to use um, use like the, the information about various attachments and different guns and that kind of thing to be able to automatically work out like what the meta weapons are and what's the kind of min recoil and like what the optimized builds are and that kind of thing. That was the original idea. Um, I think that was the project that he was looking at to begin with. And I've I've always been kind of like you know supportive and you know I'll, I'll test it and whatnot but um it doesn't interest me that much just because i tend to know what i want to build anyway and like yeah occasionally it can come out with some interesting things but often there's a uh, i don't know it's, it's quite tricky to like like right now it doesn't there's no there's no kind of like middle ground optimization right like there's no way and it, he's adding some extra things in but right now you can't say like i want to make the minimum recoil gun but then i want the ergo to be above x you know okay that kind of thing because that's like that's how it works it's like it does the first part of like the way that i usually build guns by default which is what's the min recoil and then we just change attachments until the ergo looks decent there's you can do the first bit but then not the second part um but i think he's he was looking at doing well making some modifications to it so that every time you go for recoil it always gives you the rk2 for example so you could like x out the part and say okay don't use the rk2 use something else and we were talking about like ways that you can uh, ways that you can get around this um, and do like some kind of optimized build, and the way that the way that I think it should be done. As I said, we had a we had a conversation about this, so I, I don't know whether he'll do it or not. Was trying to kind of codify my process effectively is you build the minimum recall build, mm-hmm. then then what you do. And obviously it gets a bit complicated if there's like contingencies on the different parts, if one part relies on another or whatever. But like ignoring that for the moment, you then look at every part that you could possibly replace your, you know, every part that's on your gun with, right? Imagine, just imagine it's a weapon where every single piece is just one for one, like, a, like usually like on the AKs, for example. You look at every other part and what that, if you changed each individual part to every other part, what would that do on each step to the ergo and the recoil. So from the meta gun, changing it to the from the RK2 to you know the shift grip to the RVG grip to this grip to that grip, and you tabulate through every single part what the ergo and what the recoil changes. Because what you're really looking for is the ratio of ergo to recoil. That's what you want, right? And so you say, okay, well, either you can either do it on, in two different ways. You can say, I want the ergo to be at least like this number. And then you just systematically replace the parts that get you the highest ergo to recoil, like bang for buck, basically. So you change the RK2 out for something like, you know, shift grip or whatever, like you lose 
two percent of recall, but you gain you know sixteen ergonomics and stupid stuff like that, like changing out the PRS Gen three for the MOE with the like the butt pad on it, that kind of thing. Um, that's that was kind of the idea. So you have have this ratio, and you have these parts, and you say, okay, well, you either say yeah, you either say like I want ergo to be this, and so you just keep, you just change out the best bang for buck parts until you get there, um, or something like you know. I'm willing to replace a part if the ratio is above a certain a certain number, something like that as well. So that's like that's kind of like I think some ways that this is going to be extended. Um, so it's kind of like maybe that's interesting to some people. You can go and see what the the lowest recall weapons are at the moment in this. But there's a a new section to this site as well, which is kind of more up my street. And we've been talking about this a bit. And I've spoken previously a little bit about like, you know, the, the work I've done on the ballistics and the armor damage and the pen chances and about the um, blunt damage and all of that kind of stuff. And it's, it's a bit of a, you know, it's, a, it's a, always a bit of a funny topic because you kind of like start delving into kind of the, the fringes where it's not really, like you just don't really know what is going to be, you know, what's okay, what's not okay, what BSG will like or not. And it's, it's, it's a bit of a gray area as to like how far you can go with this stuff. Um, so the cool thing about this is that we basically like had a chat. I kind of like gave him a, a head start on a load of things and he's gone off and like made this site on his own. And I'm, I'm pretty sure it's, it's good. I've like done a, a bunch of tests with it and I think it's pretty good, but it's like not, it's not affiliated with me, which is, you know, that's, that's quite nice in some ways, but it's pretty cool. So what it does, it's, um, it's a ballistic simulator. I guess it's a little bit like Battle Buddy, I suppose, but it's like mm-hmm. a bit more specific. Um, it's a bit more like the stuff that, that I do. So you, you pick an armor um, and you pick, and you could just search for it. So you could just pick like, um, you know, Karund and then on the ammo, then you pick, you know, whatever, like BT. Um, and then what it gives you is like a table. So it's like my ones, right? You, you're shooting at thorax in every single kind of test. It's like each bullet goes into the thorax. And it tells you kind of like how much damage is going to be done, what the pen chance is on each bullet, the amount of blunt damage, um, what the penetration damage would be, and then kind of like the cumulative chances to kill, a bit like uh, a bit like the ways that my stuff works at the moment, which is which is neat and it's very very useful because a lot of this stuff we basically ended up like going and working out how how it works and um, and figuring it out. And this is just a nice place, a nice place to put it. And there was originally there were some discrepancies, but they've they've kind of been worked out now. So. I wanted to mention it because it's good. It's obviously nobody really knows about it yet. There's like, um, I guess people in my Discord, and that's about it right now, who who know of its existence even. And I think it's pretty pretty cool. Like it's it's basically the way if people are interested in trying to get something that's similar to the tables that I put in my videos yeah. or have been across the past kind of couple of weeks. This is really it. This is like the. This is the closest thing to that. To be honest, it probably produces the same numbers in many, in I would hope almost all cases. There may be some fringe cases where it's different. I don't know. Cause we're not, we're not doing this. We're not doing exactly the same thing. Or we, and if we are, it's by coincidence rather than by design. So it's certainly, it's certainly interesting. It's certainly cool. Um, and it allows you to do things that we've just not really been able to do before. Like, yeah, see what the, the blunt and penetration damage should be for, for various rounds and like do ex- do exactly this right if i put like a ulac in and i have bt you look see the penetration damage even on shot one is like 33.77 so it, w- it won't kill player on the first hit um even with the upped pen of 42 so that stuff is very is very interesting and i think it's worth 
I think it's worth a look at. I think it's yeah, worth it sounds at. like Anyone it. Anyone who's interested in that stuff, like I am. <laughs> I'm probably end up looking at it next swipe sometime hmm. once it comes around. I know. I mean, at one point I was interested in some things because I was also following their channel and some related stuff to that type of data. Um, but um, yeah, at the moment I'm just not really interested in that type of stuff but um yeah it's definitely it's like a great tool to uh you know investigate and see what you can discover yeah any fringe cases those are always the most interesting yes exactly i i think think there was because i was i was chatting to him the other day and i think he said there was a way of doing a custom yeah you can do so up in the top right there's actually like a change mode to custom and you can just like fiddle with stuff um which is really awesome i didn't realize that he had that because um he was asking me about it and saying like oh you know you using my site and, da, da, da. and i said i'd be honest not really because i like i you know i'm a, i'm an excel junkie at heart and like i've got everything like spreadsheeted out and i like to be able to change things and i've got like you know using the official stats isn't always that useful for certain things. Like, you know, when they make changes or whatever, it's like, well, okay, now I've got BT, that's that's fine. But I like, I want to have two profiles. I want to have like BT old and BT new so I can like flick between them and see what the difference is. That kind of thing. And he's like, oh, well, no, I have a custom mode on this thing. So you can you can do that. That's fine. I was like, oh, okay. You've thought of everything. I see. I see. And um, And when we were talking, the one piece that I really just don't have at all in any of my stuff is the, the ranging th- things which is yeah really interesting um the way that i do yeah. it is i use tacoballistics.com which i've used forever you know i've used that for the longest time i talk about it in tons of videos and i go to their site and i go to their calculator and if i do need to look at something at 100 meters or whatever i just look up that bullet and then i just pull the damage and pen figures from from them and i just hard code that in on my side that's always the way that i've done it for doing any calculations on on mine because each round has got a different, like, I don't think it's necessarily, yeah, it's got a different ballistic coefficient. I think they all use the same profile broadly, uh, I'm led to believe. I might be wrong on that, but I think they all have, like, broadly the same, like, ballistic profile um, for the calculation purposes, which, I mean, it's, it's fine, right? It's complicated enough. We don't, <laughs> don't really need to add to this. Um, but they have, like, different ballistic coefficients. So things like 9 mil slows down faster, and, you know, the 762-54R bullets, they don't slow down as quickly. Um, all of that kind of stuff. And so there's not like a one-size-fits-all way of working that out. Um, and it's not something that I've ever really been interested in doing. But I think, you know, if you're delving into the programmatic side of it, like these things are certainly possible. Um, that's definitely not the way, you know, I don't, I don't pull any data sources or anything like, like you know, most of, most of my, like, I'm, I'm completely like non-coding, right? So even I can code a tiny little bit, but it takes me forever. It's like somebody who's, you know, dabbled with video editing you know just it takes them forever to even do like the most basic things like i I can do it eventually but i spend like half my half my life on like stack exchange like pulling bits of code and just trying to understand why stuff doesn't work um and so i just make sure everything that i do is goes into excel so like one of the one of my primary data sources and data pools is going onto the ballistics page on the wiki and copy pasting the entire list and reformatting it in a readable format it's like you know that's kind of the the stuff we're talking about Whereas these guys, you know, they've got like APIs and all sorts of data data sources and feeds and things like this, which is just like it's out of my, definitely out of my comfort zone. And I don't have the time or the inclination to learn how to do it. Um, I just don't really want to. So anyway, so I think that's going to come at some point on here, which is going to be awesome. So you'll be able to see 
at different you'll just be able to like flick through different ranges and be like okay what what am i actually gonna kill people with like if i use 85501 like how far can i touch out with that and still kill people through class four helmets and you know that kind of thing which is practically useful um because it, it's complicated with range because you have both both the pen drops and the damage drops at the same time so it's like it's actually because of the way that the system is designed it's like doubly um what should i say doubly punishing because the damage goes down and then because the pen goes down the amount of damage mitigated goes up so you actually end up doing like even less damage yeah. on the on the damage that was already low, right? It's like if you're at point blank and you did some amount of damage and it was 20% mitigated, well, now you're doing a lower damage and now it's 30% mitigated because the pen's lower. So it's it's doubly so. Um, so hit, killing people at long range is actually really hard and that's, and that's why people use the big, the big bullets because when you've got 70, 79, 80 damage, it doesn't matter anymore because you have to be firing a very long way to make them do 35. <laughs> Only you could boost your muzzle velocity, which then in turn would also boost your pen and damage of the bullet you're firing, hence the muzzle velocity boost. If only. I really, really thought that when they implemented the 12-12 ballistics changes that that was going to be how they did it. And it's, it's a real shame that it doesn't work that way. It's a real shame that it doesn't yeah. work that way. I wish it did, because right now it's a bit, it's just a bit, it's just a bit strange, right? Because... I understand it probably would cause some balancing things that they'd need to figure out, but having each round be kind of like, you know, the default round be based on, because each round has a default speed. Mm -hmm. So having that damage and pen be that round's, you know, default speed would make sense. And then if you're firing it faster with a longer rifle, um, then you get a bit of a boost. That would actually make sense. Whereas now it's a little bit strange. It doesn't, it doesn't always work like this, but you know, we, I've talked about this probably, it was actually probably a long time ago now, so I'll remind people, but there was a situation for some guns, and I think, I think this got fixed a little bit when they did the tweaks to it, but there were situations originally where because the damage and the pen of every bullet, or of like, let's say a individual single bullet that we're talking about, just one, one particular cartridge, because the damage and pen is fixed as a starting point, if you are firing it from a weapon that fires let's say a, a 5.56 bullet at 1,100 meters per second and another shorty version that fires it at 700 meters per second, the damage in the pen starting point were identical for both of those cases. But because, the, because of the way that the ballistics works, the ballistics coefficients and all the parameters and all the properties of that round are obviously the same. The round that's at 1,100 meters per second speed slows down more quickly than the one at 700, right? Because it's going faster, so it has higher air resistance. Which was meaning that the longer, the, the faster bullets with the longer cartridges were actually losing more damage and pen at the same distance. So if you hit somebody at 200 meters with both of them, the one at 700 has only gone from 700 to 650, but the one at 1,100 has gone to 900. And because the, the scaling of the damage and pen is directly proportional to the change in speed, you then right. do less damage at the same distance with the long rifle than with the short one. And that was a really weird unintended consequence. I, that's, I don't think well, that's the same anymore for the M4, but like that was just really odd. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, because it is kind of weird. Like the fact that you do, in some cases, maybe, you know, you, you know, extreme cases, we'll say, 200 meters of like, uh, you know, uh, SS-193, we'll say. Um, you can do like, you have more pin and like more damage than with ss190 but right. 
<laughs> Which is weird because you're literally aiming like ridiculously I mean you have to shoot you have to lob the bullet at them, you know, like a mortar. Mm. Um I don't know. Like is is that realistic? Does that make sense in the video game? You know, I don't know that answer. I, but I do feel like you you because my I guess my gripe is more so that the some of the attachments that like boost modes of velocity it's like you don't even it's like the last fucking thing that you care about it's always about recoil and ergo it'd be really cool if you could actually do some type of trade off of like damage and recoil or you know or ergo or whatever via boosting your muzzle velocity of your gun with like barrels and muzzle attachments etc etc yeah because it it makes a big difference over long range to be able to just hit more quickly that's kind of the yeah that's that's kind of what you're getting there um so yeah you are correct but i would also like to (laughs) you know do more damage as well because you really can't do more damage you know like imagine if you could basically build that AK, uh, you know, seventy four U. That's a bad example. The the you know one of uh, five four five AK. Imagine you could modify it to where BS could one tap U locks mm. past seventy five meters because I don't think they can. I f- I forget. There's this is I'm going on another tangent. I'm sorry, but this <laughs> is another thing that i like take issue with is like the uh sag ak the one that they added a few wipes ago i really really like the like i really like it uh i think it's a cool gun it has some great stats on it on paper however (laughs) in practice it sucks (laughs) yeah it sucks okay i know trust me like guys i'm a fan of it but i'm saying it sucks it sucks and that's primarily because the ammo is in such a weird it's like this DMRE low recoil gun ish. I I don't know what it is now. I haven't played, but like you know, back in the few wipes ago, or I guess last wipe ago is probably more accurate. Before the recoil changes, most of the guns jiggled, wiggled left and right sporadically when you single, you know, when you when you fired them essentially. Um, but now that everything's a lot more vertical, it might be a little bit more viable, perhaps. Um, but it still had like. A fair amount of play to it, you know. It just it wasn't mm-hmm. like the most consistent, you know, single fire gun you could use. Not that any of them were, but like essentially, th- why use it when you could just use an RSS? Like, who cares that my ergo that I get an extra point fifteen milliseconds when this thing kills them in the head all the time? Unless you get a a, 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 a ricochet. Whereas the SAG AK, like, what kind of ammo are you using? Are you using BT? Oh, well, you can kill them if they're wearing Class 3 helmets at this range, but Class 4, not no chance. Oh, if you're using BS, you can kill them under 25 meters. (laughs) But at which point, it's like, why am I using a semi-auto gun for under 20 meters one-taps, you know? And then if you're using a Golnik, it's like, yeah, you can never kill them in the head (laughs) ever, you know? Or whatever. It's something like this. I can't remember the exact math on it but it was just it's just in a really wonky spot and i just it's kind of unfortunate because 
why does that the question then becomes like why does that gun exist other than just to exist you know what i mean it feels like it serves no purpose in the game yeah it's like the way that i've always felt about the the like AK is that it's kind of fighting against itself. It's like it's like yeah. it's a weapon that wants to be used as a DMR on right. the range, <laughs> and ammo that doesn't want to do that at all. So it's got this like internal conflict where yeah. it's like yeah, you're like having to like think about like where you can and can't pen different class four helmets with the ammo you've got. It's just like it's just awkward. It's just an like, awkward weapon for that reason, which is just kind of unfortunate. It's like it's almost brilliant, yeah, but just not. It just doesn't quite. It doesn't quite work for for whatever reason. Yeah, but. If it had like a base bonus muzzle velocity, or you could, you know, you added parts that increased the muzzle mm. velocity, and that in turn affected the bullet's performance, you could get more pin, quote unquote, you could get more. Uh, and then again, that might be a weird relationship where, like, how would that work? It buffs the muzzle velocity, which in turn buffs the damage and pin, but because it's getting a higher muzzle velocity, it's going to also fall off faster. You know what I mean? Like, there's some weird this is stuff the, Yeah, exactly. On. That's the thing. Like it, But in that case, it's okay, because that, that's, that's where it's fine, right? So, mm-hmm. if the damage and the pen is like, even if it was linear, like yeah, it is if now, it was linear, just, it'd be better. If it, was, if it was pinned to the actual speed, like the initial speed of the round, mm-hmm. or like or the, or the rounds, like, yes, the rounds damage and pen just, like, interpolates up or down depending on, like, what the actual velocity ends up being. Yeah. Then it's okay to have the drop-off be faster. Right. Because it's like, it's like, you know, it starts, it starts up here. I mean, it's hard to, hard to sort of describe sure. it in words, but, you know, <laughs> it's, it starts up here, and even though it falls off quicker, it'll always be above the round that's slower. You know what I mean? Yes. It's like, yeah, it will fall off faster, but by the time you get to the same if you then look at it at a constant distance, if you look at it at 100 meters, 200 meters, it will always have more damage and it'll always have more pen. It will still fall off more quickly from its starting point, but the starting point is higher, so it actually ends up working out. Yeah, It's only because right now that the damage and pen is pinned, and then it's, right. then it's linear based on the fall-off like speed. That's, just like, that's why it ends up being weird, and the one ends up like overshooting the other one. It doesn't make any sense. Um, so yeah, I mean, that would be cool, though, because yeah, that would... It's also an interesting mechanic how you can get things like Balties to yeah. perform better than DMRs yeah. without it being like super artificial. Like you can, I know it's not like full realism and some people are like, really, whatever, but it's like, it, it's sort <laughs> of a, you know, it's a, it's a gaming mechanic that kind of makes sense that allows you to look at the stuff in game and go, okay, the Balties fire really fast. Like whether it's exactly how it is IRL, like I don't care, just get out, right? You can just make the Balties fire fire more quickly than the DMRs. So these give you, a, you know, it gives you faster bullet speed, it gives you more damage and pens, so you can hit headshots at further ranges, and have more penetration, whatever. Um, that's like a way of making those guns better than their other counterparts and give them a reason to be used without veering too wildly off. Like you, This way you don't have to be like, oh, Balti's get a you know, one and a half times multiplier and all this kind of rubbish, right? Yeah. It's like, it's, this feels a lot more natural. It fits within the, within the game. It feels realistic and kind of immersive or whatever. Like exactly whether it mirrors the real life performance and velocity of these bullets is kind of by the by. Um, it kind of does the intended purpose, which is to buff the guns that are basically used at the moment as sort of skill guns, just because people are bored and memeing, <laughs> um, and actually gives them a real reason to be used. Right? Yeah, like, I, I think that would be it'd be cool. Diversity. Yeah. Yeah. The the only other thing that was like kind of on this like i mentioned before about balancing issues because the one balancing the very first thing that i went to go and check mm. when this system was implemented was 
the uh, the, the MP one five three with the longest barrel. Yeah. Because I, I think we've talked about this before, haven't we? Yeah, um, yeah. Because if because if that worked that way, the initial speed on a lot of the shotgun shells is not that high, really. But the one five three is so long, it actually boosts the speed of shotgun shells quite or shotgun pellets quite significantly. And the idea that I had in mind all the way back then. Um, which I've still got you know, lodged away back in my head, just in case they ever decide <laughs> to change this, is the 153 with Magnum Buckshot. Because it would boost Magnum Buckshot. I mean, yeah, if they, if they implemented it right now and just, mm-hmm. it just, uh, and it just linearly changed it, it would boost it to the point at which you could one-shot someone in the legs with the 153 with Magnum Buckshot. Because it does 400 technically now, right? That's the theoretical max if you hit them with all eight. So you only need a small boost to get to the... So the you full forty threshold, you're pretty close. Yeah, I wonder what the theoretical fall off distance would be. Would it be like under twenty meters? That would work. Uh, I'm not sure anymore. You still have to hit them with all the pellets, but it's, right, um, right. But yeah, yeah what would um, be the the theoretical? You know, and that's the thing. And it then, would just it would just be even like you just kill them even quicker than you do now. Even if it takes two, right? It's like well, yeah. it takes slightly less than it did at longer ranges. You could make the. Uh, the um seven six two by fifty four R uh the BT one could be more you might be able to boost it up to enough damage. Probably not, because what is it, eighty one? Yeah, you need a lot of like extra muscle velocity stacked on top of it. Oh no, we back to Mosin Mosin man. <laughs> Only you under five meters policies? it works. <laughs> but you know, it'd be something to uh I'll shoot it, part three. It'd be, it'd be interesting. I I so like, yeah. I mean, PS is still eighty four damage. You know, mm-hmm. there's they there's some underneath, but there's there's you know there's there's some, there's some that like play, play around there. the fringe yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. And I really hope they uh, they um do some of these things. I uh, yeah, I don't know because a lot of like honestly, some of the stuff you can just see in the Tarkov SP. Um, right, and I'm kind of waiting to, to check it out again. There's a, like a lot of you know they're, they're constantly people aren't making their little mods, but one of the projects, the realism mod, I got my eye on, and I'm probably gonna check it out again. But they have that in there, and it's really uh, it's God, I can't I can't talk enough about. Did we talk about um Nikita's stance that he took on Tarkov SP when he did that uh, huge we, I AMA? I don't think we did. I don't think we did. Didn't oh I thought I wasn't sure if we did or didn't. Maybe but, we I can't remember. I know, I'm bad I, at remembering that kind of stuff. Well, I'll just be brief. I was shook, Giga. Like why? I I don't understand. He basically someone asked him is like, have you considered, you know, working with or you know outsourcing or hiring these people that work on you know these Tarkov SP mods or something like this? And he was like, no, we have like a strong zero tolerance for this type of behavior and we're going to take action against them and i i, I don't know it's it's i'd have to pull out the original post to get it but it, it's it was basically that it's very odd because I, yeah i don't know i i feel like we might have talked maybe i was talking to just chat in general but anyways it makes me sad is all i'll say because there's a lot of really cool cool stuff there and yeah, yep. and it feels like a waste of potential, but anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Indeed. Well, I think I think that's all the Taki stuff, right? That's that's all the 
all the Tarkov things. That's all that I have to say. There's not actually a huge amount going on. Honestly, in some ways, thank God, because like I've I've kind of had enough of all the of all the ridiculous drama. drama like, it's quite nice to go back to it, just being a bit more chill for a bit. Like there was, I, I think I said last time, there's that weird weekend where like Twitter just shot, stopped showing me Tarkov stuff because there wasn't anything interesting happening. And I was like, oh, it's actually kind of like a sigh of relief in some ways not to have just something blowing up every single day and just to have these yeah. like, here's the upcoming features from VSG. You know, we've made some scab tweaks and we've changed BT a little bit. It's like, okay, this is, this is nicer. You know, this is, this is much more gentle than it has been. Um, Did you say- it's very interesting their behavior right now because uh they've been like tweeting a lot about their their bands that they've been doing. Mm. And I guess yeah. I, maybe that's a new thing they're going to keep doing. I'm not really sure. Oh, you know what we didn't talk about? God, I'm so like ah, I'm crazy. My brain. But uh the vaulting. I did mention it last week, I think, because wait, um did... <laughs> I, <laughs> wait, I definitely what? mentioned I I definitely talked about vaulting last week because it Impossible. was because it was in that special meeting. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, screw your special meeting. We got a screenshot from Nikita. What? <laughs> Poggers. Yeah, everyone says the bear, the bear in the photo is just assuming some kind of suspicious stance as opposed to any vaulting <laughs> mechanics. Yeah. Sick, people are just like, oh, it's the, that's the pose that I have when I'm going into labs. <laughs> No, I was, <laughs> yeah, I was, um, I was looking at it and, uh, it looks kind of off. I mean, it's obviously like a phone screenshot, but I really hope that it doesn't take me out of first person and do like a third person animation. Oh, there's my no God. way it'll do that. I know. There's I no know. There's, it'll do that. Shit. Don't surely even, don't there's no way. Surely. Right. <laughs> there's no way. So that's my one, um, fear, but, uh. You know, besides all the bugs that will come with it. But, I mean, that's that's to be expected. But, man, is that going to be... The potential there is going to be amazing. Uh, for sure. So that's really, that's really hype when that comes. Yeah, that is cool. I want to be able to walk over small sticks and not get stuck. And <laughs> I, I want, want to be able, able to, to climb go... rocks and not power slide across to the other side and fall to my death. Yes. Yeah, I just... <laughs> just, like, disappear <laughs> off. Yeah. Um, there's, yeah, I would like to be able to do that. I think that the test of the vaulting system, I would like to be able to vault into the window on the downstairs of dorms two. Oh, yeah, without using the chair. Yeah, dude, yeah, for real, yeah, without doing that because that's uh, so bad. And, and to be honest, even using the garbage can on the other side to get into bathrooms on dorms three, you know, it's gonna, yeah, it's gonna be very interesting, it's gonna be very interesting. People getting into all sorts of places. That's chat saying. Dude, I've, world of bugs and exploits. I've played my fair share of first-person shooters, and you know, some of them would have like wonky or uh, you know, Quake or it was uh, yeah, I guess uh, like Quake Three um, engine. You know, it has some more wonkier physics, and you could do these like trick jumps and get you know, if you like jump to turn your mouse and also press this key, you could like you know, whatever air strafe and. Um, mm-hmm. Man, Tarkov physics for jumping is like the most infuriating thing. If you ever just wanted to like jump up on a ledge and you jump and like you move too far forward, oh, yeah, yeah, and it's like, what key do I need to press to get the right combination of it's like infuriating. So if it, it the jumping may not get improved, but the uh, if the vaulting gets in, man, that would just take out so much pain. It'd be great. 
Yeah, even just like little barriers on interchange and stuff so you can get over the street without having to do a full jump and lose all your stamina. You know, yeah. there's, there's actually nothing more annoying than like being near the extract heavy and then you're like waiting for your stamina <laughs> to come back so you can jump over a small like, you know, right. tiny little metal fence. It's really right. annoying. That's, that's going to be good. Yeah, that's going to be good. I'm that. looking forward to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope that comes soon. I hope that comes soon. I think, I, I imagine it's got to come with Arena. I, that's my hunch. Oh, interesting. I think, Maybe, yeah. I think the big gear up for the end of this year is like the Arena. The next wipe, obviously. Um, the next next one, and whatever else they got cooking. But I mean, I, I just feel like we're nearing something. Um, mm. You know, closer towards that 1.0 Tarkov multi cinematic universe. You know, whatever they got cooking up there. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's such a interesting company, but um, yeah. One one thing I did want to mention was, um. I, I guess I must have missed it, man, but I was editing and I remember hearing Jesse and Erwin talking about uh, keys of maps you were on spawn more often. Is this a thing? I have no idea. Damn you. Yeah, you're probably the wrong person to ask because you're not a keys. Not person. a keys guy, really. Yeah. Not um, really a big jacket looter or keys guy, particularly. I don't know if that's true. I'm just trying to think now in my mind whether that is. Is, has been the case or not mm. I mean I guess it would kind of make sense in some ways like I hardly ever do jackets on on shoreline I just never have any of those keys but I always have all the customs keys and I do loot jackets on customs so very 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 broadly maybe I agree <laughs> I have no idea if that's true or not mm. okay it makes sense though I mean, I feel like like it sounds familiar, like it's something we would have talked about, you know. But it's there's I've been so like this is by far the the white that I've been the most like, uh, you know, unaligned or out of sync with Tarkov. Um, I think that's fine though as well because keep, I think most keeping people up with have, the like, Tarkovians. Exactly. I think if for people who are taking a break, like this was the wipe to take it, just because so many things have been in a rough spot. Um, yeah, both community and some of the game technicalities, audio and you know the ongoing networking and streets performance and yada yada. Right, it's like all, all of that stuff. Um, it's not a, not a terrible one, which is like crazy, right? If you if you told us a year ago that the wipes would be taking off with the one that streets came in, like you'd you think we were insane, but such is the mm -hmm. reality. But Giga, it's it, only streets part one. It doesn't exactly. count then. Only Streets Part One. The performance can only get worse from here, Joe. <laughs> you mean better, right? Dude, I had right? I had a uh, I had a friend message me. You know, like I I only speak to every now and then. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was like, "Hey, you know, how's the Tarkov stuff going? You know, <laughs> I watched this really interesting video the other day about how I was like, oh my god, like he really did, like I was like, yeah, it's just like the widespreadness of." Yeah, it. it's still amazing. You're talking about actually. Goat's video, the GD yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. He was like, I saw this crazy video about people, you know, wiggling at each other. And <laughs> have stuff. you seen this like, video? <laughs> it was just like, it was just wild though to have somebody come and be like, "Hey, I saw this," and he's like, never watches a Tarkov video ever, right? Like, would he just wouldn't? He, he played with me like two raids or something like three years ago. Mm -hmm. So it's just not in his 
kind of universe and then it's just like it just reminds you of like the far-reaching nature of some of these things you know it's like it's i think it's easy in the content world to kind of forget about the the reach sometimes because you just see like you see videos with like high numbers on all the time so then actually remember that like yeah you know a video that gets seen by like two million people is a good chance that you know people that you know who absolutely don't follow the game of like actually watch this stuff like it's it's kind of wild yeah yeah it was, yeah. it was quite it was quite intriguing it was quite intriguing yeah funnily enough um there's some polls over on the spotify channel for um scout talk and uh now it's a it's an extremely small sample size <laughs> but uh we asked how many people were or stopped playing the game because of Goat's video. And 25 votes came in, which again, you know, I can't reiterate enough. Very small sample size, but 80% said they did not stop playing because of Goat's video. Which I thought, oh, okay. That's, you know, that's nice. They may, they probably just stopped playing because of the patch. <laughs> what I, know, I was going to say, like, you didn't... <laughs> They were already not playing. <laughs> you didn't capture the rest of it, which yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, that's yeah. a uh, that's a fail part on my data collection analytics. But interestingly <laughs> enough, another fun fact for you: uh, Are you planning on locking Lightkeeper? Seventeen votes, one hundred percent said no. <laughs> so I would love to see yeah. a bigger sample size of that, obviously. But uh, yeah, it's uh. It's a patch, man. We only get yeah. two of them per. That's not true. Sometimes we get a mid. Maybe do you think we're getting? We gotta be. Hold up. We gotta be in mid patch territory soon because they got. They just did the announcement about the. Uh, all the things that are coming, you know. So there's gotta yeah. be some type of patch, and with that patch, there's gotta be some type of content, right? You mean, like, con- like mid wipe, <laughs> or you mean for next wipe? <laughs> Uh, midwipe. Sometimes we get, you know, we get the uh, midwipe updates. Like, remember when they did, uh, like, they added heavy bleeds? I think that was, like, midwipe. Um, yeah, it's true. Yeah, we do get them sometimes. I, I, I'm not sure if we will this time. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if we'll get any, like, content-wise. You know, maybe a a new gun. Uh, one of the AKs was being teased on Reddit. He was like... Mm-hmm. Another think- AK. <laughs> yeah, imagine. <laughs> That's what we were waiting for. Glock <laughs> animations. <laughs> It's it's uh which AK was it? I think it's like the most modern AK currently. Like I don't I'm even not know. Big AK buff. is the AK twelve or something? Yeah, I I'm think not... it's I think it's AK twelve or AK fifteen. I think it's one of the two. Yeah, someone says AK twelve. It's probably one of those. But uh, you know, <laughs> it's another AK. But uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Dude, in in like uh. Yeah, it only just it only just occurred to me that it's basically the end of March. It's like we are pretty much three months in. Yeah, for this wipe, so we got another three months, and then presumably another wipe. I mean, I guess. Perhaps. I mean, I, I imagine. I imagine if there was not going to be, or something was going to change, I imagine now would be the time. Maybe have a longer one or something, just because they said that they're working on, yeah, the fixes to the game as opposed to what. Well, fixes of the game over content for the most part especially like new features or whatever so we'll see the things that are coming soon but we're not going to see anything like super 
super new that they haven't announced before or anything like that. Um, so I don't, I don't know. We'll have to see. Like, if they've not got anything to put in there, because all just fixes or whatever. Like, I wonder whether we would wipe or not. Actually, I'm not sure. I'm actually not sure. As always, time will tell. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I mean the whole the whole gaming space. I mean, just like moving away from Tarki, just to like finish, I guess. Mm-hmm. There's like a few random like rumbling on topics that are just like broadly interesting. I did actually see something very sad, which was about you know digital media and the value of piracy in keeping games alive and that kind of thing. Like Battlefield Bad Company Two is being shut down, which it's one of those things where, like, was I ever going to play the game again? No. Am I sad that it's getting closed down forever? Yeah, a little bit. Like, it's a great game, right? And there's like, I don't know, there was a, I saw a whole bunch of posts recently about games getting closed. And even some things like, um, some single player stuff, like Mirror's Edge and things being removed from like the PlayStation Store and stuff like that. I see, like, it's... that, I, you know, I think, like, why? Mm. Is my question on that one. I mean, it's got to be EA's involvement. <laughs> EA has to be behind it for some reason. Why it's, take it's, down Mirror's Edge from the, yeah. from the store? Why? They say, like, oh, we're, we're looking to move forwards or whatever. It's like, this doesn't even make any sense. But, like, it's, it's the interesting right. thing, of especially for these single players. And I think there was some stuff with the Nintendo store as well people were talking about um, that I saw. Um, the interesting part is that, like, yeah, you know, you can still get these games if you're willing to pirate them. <laughs> Yeah, which is quite fascinating, right? It's like almost sort of keeping these things archived. Yeah, I mean, there is a big, you know, with like retro gaming and stuff. There is this whole, you know, preservation or, or things like this, and mm. you know, these things obviously involve piracy on some level. Um, potentially, I mean, you can make the argument like, oh yeah, I've owned X game, so it's not really like I bought it, so it's not really piracy. Um, I think that I, I actually, if I remember correctly, I think that technically works in some cases, especially when you're looking yeah. at like emulators. Yeah. Because with emulators, I think you're actually allowed to have the. Well, maybe, maybe I'm not. I can't actually remember now. But there was like the, you know, the BIOS thing that you always had to like get something. Right. You never came with the things. But if you actually own the console, then you were like technically allowed to. Like, not that anybody ever would get stopped for emulating a console on their mm-hmm. PC, right? It's like, where's, where's this, like, it's just, let's be real. But um, yeah, technically speaking, it's like if you're in the, the legit media, then fair enough. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it was it's an interesting one. It was it was definitely an interesting one. I don't know. I was a bit I was a bit sad. Yeah, I was a bit sad. I was like, oh. I guess like you know, if things with multiplayer with game servers and stuff, I can kind of see it. There's like no one playing and yeah, right. right. The games these days, and you have to host things and right, keep things open for it, whatever. Um, I guess like the other. The other interesting thing that's sort of going on is just like the general, the general downfall of Twitch that appears to be happening, which is quite interesting. Like, yeah, it's a slow, it's a slow burn, you know, down from forty thousand feet with the engines on fire. It seems, but I don't know. It's it's a weird one. I'm not really <laughs> sure where where it's going to go because there's lots of people talking about stuff. So I mean, the, the things that have happened so far, seemingly, is, I mean, just the ongoing community malaise within Twitch in general, like. Lots of people leaving and going to to YouTube, especially like big big creators, and Twitch not really either caring or being able to do anything about it. And the senior management, they're not really caring about what happens. And the fact that they've got one of the worst splits in the whole industry for creators, like Twitch takes fifty percent of all subs, and 
they basically tried to move everybody away from donations to subs and bits to get badges and all sorts of fun stuff so that Twitch gets paid because donors, they don't, they don't get paid anything for donations. So that's why it made, you know, subscribing to people super seamless because they get to take half, which is like the highest, as I said, in the industry. But um, it's just, it's just a bit strange because like right now they're going through like massive layoffs in Twitch. Yeah. They've let a load of people go as well, which doesn't, Again, it doesn't really bode well. And you've got the rise of this new streaming platform, Kick, which is the one that's like super controversial um, because it's basically Twitch. Like they've just used the Amazon web services because cause Twitch, cause Twitch is part of Amazon. A lot of the, the value of that company is the Twitch like platform kind of template, I suppose. And you can, you can actually just pay Amazon to use the Twitch like format whatever mm-hmm. you can just host it on like amazon web services as as a streaming platform and it looks very you know it, it can look very much like twitch it's like all the back end and, and all of that kind of stuff like the infrastructure of twitch is really the ip of like why, why twitch is is valuable in the first place so these kick people have just practically copied it and which is which is fine but they've got some like insane model where you get like 95 percent of subs and all sorts of crazy stuff but then they're backed by um one of the gambling companies so it's all a, it's all a bit uh us. It's all a bit. Yeah, it's just. I think people are just suspicious um, of it yeah. in general, and like, and people even even thinking like selfishly because some creators are thinking, well, you know, maybe I'll move over or whatever. Like, if you know, I'm sort of stagnating over on Twitch and people are leaving, it's not feeling great. I'll move and like maybe I'll get you know get to take home some more of the money and like let's go to the site and stuff. But I think the thing that people are concerned about is that is this going to be some kind of like weird rug, rug pull where you know everybody moves over and then it's like it's it's difficult moving platform. You know, you lose people, you have to right. rebuild a bit. Like it's hard. And then, then what if the 95 goes away? You know, it's like there's no guarantee that that's going to be what they give you forever. Like, surely that's unsustainable. If it's not, then the money's coming from somewhere else. And is it coming from the gambling side? Like, it's, there's sort of a whole morality thing, um, which is quite, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a complicated time right now in the streaming world, I think. Like, you know, the, the YouTube creator side is still relatively straightforward because there really is only one game in town, which is YouTube. But, um, but for streamers, I think it's quite tough at the minute based on kind of the way that Twitch is heading. And I guess just like the, the fact that there are options out there, it's like, you know, you can go to YouTube. The UI still doesn't really work properly. Like I, was, I was polling my chat the other day and some people were like, yeah, I watch like most of my stuff on YouTube, actually. And some people are saying like, I can't find anybody on there. Um, it's like, it seems, it's, it seems a bit strange. It's almost as if like, if you're on YouTube already and then your creators that you're, you're already following go live and it shows you and you click on it that one time, you're kind of like, you're, the, you're in then. It like starts showing you people who, who are live. If you've never done that or you don't watch people or you're not on at the same time that they're on or whatever, you just like, you just never see it. So it's this yeah. really weird thing right now. It yeah, is... YouTube's just like this really weird, weird thing. It's just, it's just odd. It is weird. <sighs> I mean, like, so me personally, I... I watch a fair amount of Marvel Snap uh, YouTube content, and if I just look right now, let me see if it's going to recommend me uh, this one guy who streams on YouTube. Um, but that's the thing. Is he even streaming on YouTube, right? Is he live right now? Let me see if he is. Uh, but sometimes, like because I've watched his videos, it will actually recommend me his live stream. Hmm. Um, is this, no, this is his official, here we go. It, so yeah, he's not, he's not live streaming right now. 
And so you in that way I could see it being beneficial, but you almost have to be streaming a lot more to then get your live stream put in front. You know what I mean? It's not like I can uh, like on Twitch it's fairly simple, you know, oh I wanna check out someone streaming X game, let me go to X mm-hmm. game category and you just look at the top top of the list, right? Yeah. Um here you don't really have that. You have a much more you could, in theory, do um, live. You know, you could go to like all the live streams, but it's all based off your previous data. Yeah. You know, I don't know. It's like, do you, are you secure or like trusting in your position in the YouTube sphere? Or, and on top of that, you get think, well, it's going to be more beneficial for you to. Be live so people can see you, but then you also gotta like have videos that like help you in that algorithm. So like you, but you can't be live while making videos. I guess you can, but then it's not the content you want to. You know what I mean? It's just like how do you manage all that? It's it's a whole other thing. But yeah, it's it's certainly a tricky time. Certainly a tricky time. But it's it's interesting and just like watching what's what's going on. But it does feel like there's I don't know. I it feels like there's shifts coming. I know I know Twitch has been feeling. A bit shaky for a while, but like they just changed CEO. CEO yeah, I was well. that too. Yeah, and Mitch left, and then they got the new guy. So uh, practically, I'm not sure if that makes too much difference because the old guy was basically checked out anyway. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. It feels to me. I mean, I could be wrong, but it just feels to me that the downward spiral is sort of accelerating a little bit. Just in like Twitch is kind of like they bit. just don't seem to really. Twitch doesn't seem to really care. Right about the fact that they're in decline and right. that they're whether they're viewed by the community is in decline. And a lot of people kind of have defended it for a long time and thought, "Well, oh, there's not really anywhere else for me to go." But now that there's you know there's YouTube, which is kind of maybe it doesn't monetize as well as Twitch, but you know it's the the big VOD platform, and lots of people want to get onto YouTube, so it's kind of a pull there. And there's this other platform, which is basically Twitch Two, which is sort of a slightly murkier one that pays you basically double. Yeah. Like, there's, there's, there's weird and interesting. Mo- you were talking about moral choices last week, right? This, this, is the, <laughs> this is the IRL one, you know. Yeah. It's uh, do you take the pay cut to go to the robust platform? Do you take the pay bump to go to the morally dubious platform? Do you stay where you are on the sinking ship? You know, it's like I, I almost feel though. I don't know. I just I just feel that the the sentiment and just the way that things are looking are accelerating for Twitch. And I and I when I get a feeling that Twitch just doesn't care about the people who are on it or care that people think that it's failing. That often makes me think that not that Twitch itself doesn't care, because Twitch probably does care. It's more the fact that their parent company doesn't care. And that Amazon is just like, this isn't working. And you're just going to have to slim down and, like, you know, yeah, if we just strip you for the technology and we just resell the technology to people like Kick, and that's the business, then fair enough, you know, then whatever. Because, you know, oh, the other thing that I was going to say was about the ads incentive. That was yeah. the, the other thing. That was the other part of it. So the ads incentive program for partners was really the only thing left that incentivized you to actually be a partner. Being a partner on Twitch now doesn't actually really mean anything except for the little little checkbox. The the way that that used to work is that basically, like based on how much viewership you were going to get, you had a a couple of different offers and a set number of hours you had to stream, and then they would just they would just pay you that amount of money like every month. So it was like guaranteed. They obviously took that away because that was, you know, people 
I mean, people were pu- pushing, you know, as many ads as they could, or like some, somewhere. I mean, it was, it depended on the person, to be fair. But sure. a lot of people took like a high number of ads than they would normally because they were getting a guaranteed payout, which is like fair enough. But that probably wasn't going to last forever. And it, and it hasn't. And now that's been taken away. So now it's a revenue share again, which is actually the way it works for affiliate um, and has, has always kind of worked for affiliate. Um, and so now it's kind of like back to an estimate based on like how much those ads make on those partners' channels. And people, you know, kind of upset about that. And it, it does actually bring partners back into line with, with affiliates because they, they did a thing a while back. This is like when I was investigating the ads thing on my channel because I didn't realize that I even had pre-roll ads running before the stream. And it's like, it's impossible mm. to pick up new viewers if you have pre-roll ads running because like if somebody just gets like slapped in the face with four oh, ads yeah. before they even get to like watch three seconds of your content, it's just like a um, complete, yeah. For sure. It's a, it's a death, right? That, it's just that's death. me like, every YouTube, time, dude. If I exactly, click on your like, stream and I just give, I'm like, nope. Go click on another yeah. one. Try my odds on this other one. Like YouTube is like you don't always get one. And right. when you do, often it's like two five second skippables or whatever. Exactly. So it's like it yeah, you, you can get through it and it's doable. Um whereas Twitch, like, yeah, when you get these like long, long ass ones at the start, it's just it's just death. So and I didn't realize that for the longest time. Like I actually just screwed myself, not not really looking into it. I just because I, I was like Twitch for me is always a second platform. So you know, yeah. I was just like, ah, oh, whatever, you know, I'm sure it's fine. I'll just run the minimum. I'm just not going to run ads, but it turns out they were running anyway. Um, and you need to do as an affiliate, you need to run a minute and a half of ads every half hour and that removes them completely. So you run three minutes per hour and then you get no pre-rolls, which is what I do. So I do, I run the absolute bare minimum because it makes like absolutely no money. Um, <laughs> I mean, if I could turn them off, I would, but you don't get a choice, right? You have to choose like, you have to choose ads when I want them in the middle of the content while I'm loading into Raid or like slap everyone with one before they physically step in through the front door. Like, you know, it's an obvious choice for anybody who wants to, to do well. So the, so now partners are basically on the same thing as affiliates were uh, for that. And so the, the final thing that was actually like valuable for being a partner, for getting this like guaranteed cash payout based on your CCV or your, you know, your current viewers, that's gone. And I think this is actually a really big deal. I think it's a really big deal. Um, there's like just not really much incentive to be partner. I do, I'm not partnered on Twitch, and now that that's gone, I'm not sure if I care. To be honest, I'm not sure if I care. I feel like you're probably better off streaming in multiple places rather than being a partner. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Kick's kind of interesting because of the money. Like the I could totally see, you know anyone really being like hmm you know this this is basically twice as much as what i'm making now um i can totally see the pill there me personally i'm <laughs> i i remember kick from back in the day like as like a messaging app and it was like <laughs> you know people give like reddit and you know 4chan and these you know th- these types of sites like a really bad rep that's kind of how i you know i feel about kick way back then it's like purely messaging app so i can only imagine what's going on on the streaming side of things but anyways mm. um yeah i saw no dude i saw this guy um so i i really like his content and like you know i've been wanting to check out his stream and i noticed you know he streams on youtube and twitch and then i went to twitch and i noticed i was gonna give him my free sub but i couldn't uh, i was like why can't i give him a free sub i was like this darn UI is so stupid, you know, I was like, oh, wait, he's not affiliate, you know, um, and then I asked him why, and he was like, yeah, I don't want to give people pre-rolls and ads, you know, I'd rather them, in fact, it's like, 
it's kind of weird because the conundrum is like, I want to give you my free $2.50, but instead you want me to donate via Patreon, which the, or whatever, and the split's much better for him overall. Yeah. But I still have to give him money, you know, like my, I can't give him my free money, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I was like, damn, that's kind of a conundrum. But the benefit is for him is like, obviously, he gets a better split. He's he's multi, you know, he's on Twitch, he's on YouTube. Um, it's interesting, you know, the whole streaming monetization business model and streaming. It's an interesting space, but yeah. uh, I think you are correct in that. Um, I do feel like a lot of people feel that Twitch is kind of on the down world spiral but there's just really nothing seemingly yet that's kind of like giving it a proper competition and twitch kind of has a stakes <laughs> they got a hold of the cards you know it's like yeah. oh yeah you guys want internet streaming services yeah come on amazon's web service come on yeah Oh, you're getting a little too uh, popular there. I have to shut you down. Maybe take these low speed servers. You know, <laughs> we're gonna up the rates on our servers. <laughs> it's just there's kind of a, a problem overall. So I don't know. Yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. I mean, I'm, I might start. I might start testing it out on YouTube. Like it, the thing is, I, I, there was never really any point before because it was like it's actually just logistically complicated for me to stream full stop right now. Yeah, but that's as true. Of, as of tomorrow it might be much, much better. And interestingly, I might start like, I don't know, I, I, we'll see. I might start trying to do both and then like start to sh like ship people over and be like, come over, we can do 20,000, 30,000 bit rates over here. You know, like you can, you can watch Woods. 1440 like, Yeah, you can watch it like as if it's on your own, con your own screen. As opposed to on Twitch where like everybody's having to run like 936p because it's like in the middle because you can't run full 1080 because you can only do 8k bit rate because they went up that and they haven't even, they haven't put the new encoder in yet, so um, you can't like you don't have like the best or well, the the new compression thing because that's what they wanted to do, right? Like Twitch, rather than increasing the bit rate for everybody to be able to send their streams at a higher quality, they've been working on trying to put this you know the more efficient AV1. encoder in. Is it AV1? AV1. Yeah, I think it might yeah. be. Um, so that they can send more information down the same bit rate, so that they don't stress the servers out. You go over to YouTube, you can stream whatever you like. You know, you can stream it to like stupid bit rates if you want to, because YouTube's just got that scale where it doesn't, it just doesn't even matter. One thing, I just a really random, funny side tangent. I was trying to upload um, my video today mm -hmm. and uh, it wouldn't let me add the thumbnail because it was over two meg. Yeah. I was like, guys, <laughs> I'm allowed to upload a video for like 120 <laughs> gig of VOD. But you won't let me upload a thumbnail over two meg. What what gives? <laughs> it just is really bizarre. It must be like a super hangover from like the olden days. It just never changed it. It must be. It must be because it's not like that would ever kill. Like it's it's one picture per video too. Like it's it's insane. It's actually insane. But um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe that'll be interesting. So you know you can get like higher qualities over on YouTube and stuff. And uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe that'd be kind of ironic, wouldn't it? Like use use Twitch to market the YouTube stream. No one can find me on YouTube, <laughs> even if like even if there's subs or whatever. So like you when you're live on Twitch, just be like, come over, come over here well, for better quality. Go to this one. <laughs> I, see, I mean, I don't know. I feel like people cannot find you. Um, they probably can actually. They they probably yeah, can. Probably, and and probably you have but, um, yeah, you have the leverage of thumbnails. 
you know, you can leverage that. Uh, so I don't know. It's, it's, I, def- I think you definitely got to be within someone's algorithm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For it to be effective. Uh, yeah. Which or, is or, or, fine. To have a, a, a high yeah, yeah. success rate, I should say. Yeah. Which is, which is fine for me. Because when you look at any of the analytics on my stuff, right, anybody who kind of gets to sort of, I guess, like, I don't know, probably about 10 to 20K subs or something, like roughly, like after that, like a lot of your views come from, you know, suggested at that mm. point. So it's yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah. 85% of the views come from the homepage. So it's like, you know, you're in, you're in the algorithm then. So people are watching your stuff. So, you know, maybe, maybe it'll work. I've, I've wanted to do this for ages, but just, it's just like, yeah, as I said, it's logistically complicated right now, even for me just to stream on, on Twitch and like to stream on two places, I'd have to like pay a service to take my one stream and then they have to split it because like I just don't have the band. I don't have the bandwidth to do it once, never mind twice. <laughs> Whereas now I'll be able to basically stream to as many places just on my own line. Um, because it's not, not even going to like touch the sites, even if I stream at you know 50k bitrate, it's not even going to matter. Mm. It's be so cool. So, no, I'm feeling. Feeling, uh, I don't know. I'm feeling interesting. There's like there's changes afoot. I can, I can, I feel, I feel like it's, I don't know. It's sort of a quiet, like twinkling of just like <laughs> the structure of things changing. It's not just like you know, it's not the writing on the paper. The paper itself is 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 crunching up. That's a very odd analogy, but it is what it is. You said twinkling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's going to conclude Scav Talk for today. Yep. I think so. I think that is all. So, yeah. See what next week brings.